My name is David Martinez, and today we're going to talk about when reverse culture shock almost made me flunk out of college. I came back from my study abroad experience in Lithuania. Uh, I was there during the spring semester, and then I had this incredible two months traveling Europe. And then I ended up back in Upland, Indiana, and I had a pretty severe case of re or reverse culture shock. And I became a little bit depressed. I stopped going to class. I was not very motivated. I was not very, nothing could really get me excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know at the time that it was reverse culture shock. I'm pretty well traveled. I, I didn't think it, it wasn't supposed to happen to me. And I ended up actually failing a couple classes and dropping out of college. And uh, so now when I talk to students before they study abroad, I, I tell them to be careful, be careful with culture shock. It's a thing. It's a real thing. And also re-entry into the United States can be absolutely can be yeah. pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you're Billy, you are the director for study abroad at JBU. I'm sure you've had some experience with, with yep. culture shock, reverse culture shock with students. And you're also well-traveled. Do you have any experiences with culture shock? Yeah, I do. I mean, I grew up in Ireland, Northern Ireland, so people aren't typically nice to each other. So coming to America, I think culture shock for me was how kind people were. And it almost made you feel a bit vulnerable. What do they want? Mm -hmm. Why are they being so kind to me? Uh, and uh, so that that threw me off. But reverse culture shock, coming back and forth from Ireland to America, hits me more with the driving. Um, in Ireland, the people are so kind and very patient with drivers who are, you know, from other countries, even though they may not recognize, you know, they're from America, but they can tell. Um, by the way they're driving. They're Can they not, tell because they're, not, they're on the wrong side of the road? Or they what, might what be on the wrong that? side of the road, and that's okay, but we would we would be that's very okay. reluctant to, to honk the horn. Okay. Where in America, honestly, coming back, um, there's a lot of honking the horn for me getting back or going down the wrong side of the highway, <laughs> which has happened multiple times. Or, and here's what's more common, why do you have to park your car in the same direction as yes. the as the road and I, that's not I, the case in Ireland. No, not at all. You can park it in any direction. In any direction. So, so there's a lot of reminding of myself when I come back to America. This is how the things are. Yeah. This is the way they're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So, in your capacity, though, as you're preparing students for a study abroad experience, what do you tell them in terms of culture shock and reverse culture? Yeah, shock? I think that's really really important. I mean, before an American college student goes anywhere, you really want to have several sessions of them with them, mm -hmm. preparing them. Preparation is key. And one of the things I say is brace yourself mm -hmm. because you are going to experience things that you've never experienced before. You're going to see God in a whole new way that you've never seen him before. And you're going to, you're going to realize that you need him, mm -hmm. that all the comforts of home have been removed. All of the familiarities of home are gone and, and you're in this unknown, mm. uncertain area. And yet God is still God. He's the God of all people, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. He's still there for you. And I think that's really, really comforting for them to know that no matter where they go, no matter where they are, God is there. Yeah, that could be a good anchor through the process. You know, culture shock takes, uh, it can manifest itself in different ways when you, when you set out on this journey. Uh, typically what happens is you arrive 
and this is the best place ever, you know, and yeah. things are different. The food yeah. is different. The, you know, public transportation, a lot of Americans aren't familiar with public transportation and they right. love it <laughs> or the, they walk. I hear yeah. this, I hear this often, you know, I can walk. And so this yeah. is the greatest place ever. I can't believe I never want to leave. That's kind of like, those are the comments that you get. And then about a month later, it, it, it comes crashing down That's right. and it turns into, this is the worst place ever. That's right. the food is terrible. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever you know things yeah everything that you loved about the country now becomes annoying you know yeah. why can't they have the right food why yeah. why does it take so long why do i have to walk everywhere and then you end up in this kind of middle ground sort of you understand the culture and you're kind of proud of that you're, yep. you're in this moment of wow i learned how to navigate these these different um the diff different aspects of the culture and so I also, I, I mentioned this to students before they go, but nothing can really prepare you for that experience. No, it can't. And uh, I remember when I, when I went to Taiwan, I went to live in Taiwan with my wife and I had the same experience. I got there and, and she was shocked because I kept saying, we're going to buy an apartment. We're going to buy a, you know, a car. Yeah. We're going to live here for the rest of our lives. And she was like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it didn't last very long. Uh, we were there for a total yeah. of two years, but that's the kind of experience, you know? And so uh, I think it's important to remember that, to keep that in mind. Embrace yourself, I think, is a great, yep. it's a great piece of advice because you're right. You're going to encounter God. You're going to encounter different uh, churches, different ways of doing things. Yep. And, and to, to remember and to know these things in advance can be, Absolutely. Can be helpful. And you can't reverse the trend. Right. I mean, you can't take them and have them irritable as soon as they get off the plane and get better. It's that, that honeymoon period where the, the euphoria wears off, the irritability comes in, and then gradually they, they work themselves out of that. I remember taking a group to South Korea, um, and in South Korea you sit at church, you sit on the ground. Well, you could sit on the ground for a couple of hours because Korean worship services are that long. And I remember several of the students saying, just saying, why can't they get chairs? Why do they have to sit on the floor? Why can't get Why can't they get chairs for the Americans? You know, um, but th but then but then towards the end, they have they have adopted adapted to it and enjoy sitting on the on the floor with the Koreans worshiping. Yeah, that's really so. Special. It is possible. It is possible for us to learn that there are other ways of living and practicing uh, daily life. Yeah. Yeah, and then what ends up happening, again, the re-entry, the reverse culture shock, this is the, what I experienced in a very real and in a very real way was was that, was this this exciting, you know, four months with its ups and downs, yeah. you know, to then come back into the, to the United States and uh, feel like nothing really mattered to a certain right. extent. Like this was, yeah. uh, things were just boring. You were know? you angry? What, what's the point of going to class when it, it's yeah. not going to be as exciting as being in a classroom with Lithuanians and Latvians yeah. and Estonian and Czechs yeah. and so forth? So you came back and were disappointed with yes. the conventional classroom experience at I think so. I, at the time, I didn't, I didn't realize it was reverse culture shock. I grew mm -hmm. up in Spain. I've traveled all over the world. I didn't think that culture shock was something that I would experience. Yeah. I experienced it in Lithuania right. as well. I went through the, the same stages, yeah. you know? And so I, I warn students because often they, 
they don't believe it's real. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to go have this experience and come back. Yeah. And so at, at George Fox, we have a network of, of students who have traveled abroad. We call them ambassadors and we encourage them to reach out, have conversations, go get coffees. We buy them coffee yeah. because we want them to hear these stories. I want yeah. them to hear my story. Yeah. Uh, so that they're but better during prepared. that time when did when did you realize i'm experiencing reverse culture shock and how did you work your way out of it it was years later oh, i didn't right. realize it until years later i dropped right. out of college I, I left college uh because again i wasn't going to class i was not motivated i failed a couple classes mm -hmm. and uh it, things just weren't they weren't working yeah. and so i went i lived in atlanta i worked a, at a warehouse and that's what Okay. That's what jump started See, this, me back into college yeah. because I saw what my future could be and I, and that's not what I wanted. Yeah. I, and so I came back for my senior year of college and got straight A's. Yeah. Uh, but had I known at the time that I was going through reverse culture shock, it's funny how calling something, you know, having a title mm -hmm. for it yep. can sometimes yep. help you get through it. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I also want to be careful with that because sometimes, you know, I, I want to call it what it is. Like I'm not going to class, right? I'm not right. motivated. Right. I'm a little bit depressed. Uh, I, I start, I'm starting to be more reclusive. I, I very much enjoy being around people mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I found myself wanting to stay in my dorm and watch movies all the time. Yep. You know, and, See, that, and that should have been a, you know, a yeah, red flag. Th this gets to the whole point, um, about preparation. Yeah. The, the, these are the topics, the discussions that we need to have before a student even gets on the plane. They've just gotten accepted to a study abroad program. Maybe they've got their passport, but then they need sessions to help them yeah. understand what's ahead and closure in the country, how to say goodbye, how to finish well, and then re-entry. And a lot of times I think our programs fail to, to prepare the students about the re-entry process. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm very grateful at George Fox. We have a re-entry meeting. We require the students to be yeah. there and we talk about these things. Uh, I think it's also important to to know that this is normal mm -hmm. so that why, when it happens to you, uh, you know that somebody else has gone through this, yeah. that this too shall pass. Yeah. Just what I tell my students often yeah. that, you know, this is, it's a tough time, but this too is going to pass and to hang in there, to yeah. look for help, to seek help. But it's also important to know that not everybody goes through reverse culture shock. Correct. So yeah. it's also important to know that you're not not normal if if you don't if you go don't, through reverse yeah, culture yeah, shock because maybe yeah. you had the best time in yeah. your life and you come back and you're so happy to be back yeah and you you're, you're don't want to try to manufacture it yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah and what can happen often too is that your friends you know going back to reverse culture shock your friends uh don't recognize some of the changes that you went through mm -hmm. right you you've had this depending on your experience you've had this life-changing earth-shattering experience abroad and you often don't know how to express what happened. It's yep. very fresh in your mind. Yep. And also your friends think that you're just bragging all the time. Right, you know, right. you're talking about that food, that adventure, yeah. that yeah. weekend yeah. experience that you had. They get you're not bragging yeah. necessarily. <laughs> Maybe you are, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, of course, that can it, it's, it's hard to come across as this is what I went through, yeah. right? And also understanding that your friends have changed. Your friends have had girlfriends, boyfriends, mm -hmm. and they've broken mm -hmm. up and, and they've, you know, they've learned, they've grown and you weren't there for that, right? you know? And so now you're right. coming, you're having to come back and yep. learn or uh, re-get to know 
mm-hmm. some of your closest friends. Yeah, because time doesn't stop right. when we leave for our study abroad. Um, and it's not just friends, it's family as yep. well. Um, and I think we have to be ready to um, be gentle, but share our story. I think that's an important feature, sharing what happened. Um, but at the same time, be aware that we could become, um, <laughs> you know, boring and, and we end up irritating them. They don't yes. want to hear anymore. I've already heard it. Stop telling me this story, David. Um, let me ask you a question, though, because the ambassador program you mentioned, I'm fascinated by that because I think you're setting the stage or you're giving a student the opportunity to talk about their experience in a study abroad program. Yep. I get that, that you're, you're, you're using it as a promotional, but that must also be very therapeutic to the student who is giving a stage to talk about their experience. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. We, yeah. we give, uh, we buy the coffee. So we give gift cards and students will go out, have a coffee and just share their experiences. Yeah. And when you have two students who have studied abroad in different places in different semesters, uh, it's, it can be very therapeutic. You can you talk about, and you don't feel like you're bragging. You don't feel like you're right. imposing. Right. The other person's excited to hear about the yeah. story. And it reminds me of, Oh, that reminds me of the story. This, this yeah. is what happened to me. Or you yeah. have these funny cultural, you know, situations, embarrassing possibly, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, we found that it's, it's very helpful. I am available to students as well. I went through my own um, experiences, but it was many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. older now. And uh, so it's helpful for students to talk to people who are their same age, who yeah. studied abroad a year Absolutely. ago or a semester ago. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I love that program. One of the things we do, David, at John Brown, um, and this is for the Irish Studies program. I wish we would do it for the others, but I have more ownership in the Irish Studies program. But every Thursday, Thursday night in my home, if you've been on the Irish Studies program, you come over for tea. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's your passport in. That's being on the Irish Studies program. And that has been very, very helpful because a student who's just come off the Irish Studies program is coming for tea on a Thursday night with their students who have been there maybe a year, two years, three years before. And the conversation can really, really be helpful in terms of, of re-entry. Right, right. You're, you're catching up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so like the do, ambassador do put, program. Do you, put, uh, do you block the windows and pretend that it's raining? Or how do you, how do you create yeah. the Irish environment well, here, in here, your Here's what we do. <laughs> um, we import the tea. We bring the tea back with us. We bring the cookies back with us. Oh, nice. And we try to reenact what it's like to live in Lakeside's living room. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, it's another piece of advice I give to students when, they're, when they go abroad is when they go through that culture shock yeah. of missing home, uh, I encourage them to do a weekend in the United States, you know, so I encourage them to stay inside that weekend yeah. to watch a bunch of American movies, yeah. to go get whatever food yeah. they normally eat in the United States, whether it's go to McDonald's, why not, yeah. you know, why get not? McDonald's, yeah. even if you never eat McDonald's in the States, you know, yeah. like that, that connection yeah. with the United States just for a weekend. And a little touch of home. Yeah, a touch of home. And I find that 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 sort of intensive weekend, I did that when I was in Taiwan, mm-hmm. for, we did it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I found that it gives you that that much energy and excitement to re-enter yeah. that country on, come Monday. So yeah. it's interesting that you have the kind of the reverse when they come back. We're going to do an evening of, you know, Belfast. Yeah, every Thursday evening. <laughs> That's awesome. Tea at Stevenson's. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What would you say your the, the three takeaways uh, for you are 
to a student who wants to study abroad? What would you say they, they are? Um, explain that to me more. So a student comes to you, I want to study abroad yep. and you've decided on a location. And now you say, okay, I want you to remember these three things before you study abroad. Three things. I, well, Let's do I, three. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Three things. Um, I really want them to understand what the, what they're getting into mm-hmm. and what they're sacrificing. Um, I spoke to a young man today who really, really wanted to go on the George Fox study abroad program this coming spring, but it's his senior year. And he would be giving up graduating with his friends. Um, and, I, and I agreed with him. Maybe the first time, I, I, best reason I've heard yet for why not to go on a study abroad program because it, he's graduating with his friends and that's very, very meaningful. You can't, you know, go back and do that. So, right. um, so I, want, I want him to really fully understand what, what they're giving up in terms of comforts, the, the securities, the resources that they have at their home campus. And when they go on a study abroad program, a lot of those are not there anymore. Right. All right. So I think that's one thing. Consider the cost. Just consider the cost. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not trying to discourage you, hmm. but realistically look at what you're doing. Um, okay. And then I think, you know, as much as a country is welcoming you, you want to, you want to, your posture to be, that I am also welcoming you into my life. I want, I want to get to know you. Um, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to assume anything. And so I think that's a beautiful, maybe a posture of humility, meekness, which comes, well, should come naturally to a child of God. But, but I think... Um, that's a good reminder for sure. Yeah, it's a good reminder to go in with a sense of, of humility. Um, and then, and then the third one, David, is that God is everywhere. God is all over the world working with his people, and his people are everywhere. Um, and look for opportunities to get into a church to worship. Um, study abroad should never be an excuse not to go to church. Right. Uh, we should be looking at opportunities to fellowship with God's people anywhere we go. And beautiful things happen as a result of that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I encourage my students as well, wherever they, whatever experience they've had in the church, I encourage them to seek out an experience in the church in a foreign country because it's going to, yeah. it's going to look very different. It, it can, it can look very different than what you're used to. And, and yeah. so often we get into our own heads uh, and we may have objections or we may have had difficult experiences yeah. that are very specific to a given church. Yeah. When you go abroad, you experience it differently. So that's, I, I, yeah. I tell my students that as well. Yeah. I also tell my students that they should travel. They should go, um, you know, if you study in the, in the spring, you should plan on staying afterwards. Absolutely. And you should, you should go do the program and then postpone your return ticket by a month or Absolutely. two months, whatever, whatever you can, yeah. you can afford. Yeah. And I, the response I always get is, I don't have any money, you know, yeah. or it's expensive. And yeah. I hear that and I, yeah. I agree with you because when I did it, I also didn't have any money. Right. <laughs> I remember traveling Europe uh, after my study abroad experience, uh, two months, and I didn't have it, hardly any money at all. I don't know how I did it, but somehow I did it. And so I encourage, I encourage them to do that. But I also, I encourage them to, and you alluded to this, I encourage uh, students to seek people out. Yes. I, without a doubt, yes. the number one thing you're going to come back with is the, experience, the um, relationships you forged. Absolutely. And you only get to that by opening up yourself, Absolutely. being vulnerable. Yep. Uh, and allowing people into your life 
Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's crucial. I, I often talk to students about how you're going to have your adventures. You're going to get your picture with the Eiffel tower. You're going to yep. get all these things, but, but that's going to be the last thing you talk about. You're going right. to talk about that's the right. people that you meet. Yep. So I'll, I'll, I'll encourage students to go to the same cafe every day, for instance. Yeah. I like just go every day at 9 AM yeah. on your way to class and have a coffee at the exact same place. Time. And what mm -hmm. you're going to notice after two weeks is that you're going to, the people are going to be familiar. You're going to mm -hmm. recognize faces. Mm -hmm. And then maybe that leads to a quick conversation, yeah. which then leads to a relationship, yeah. which then leads to a, a, a deep Absolutely. friendship. Absolutely, And really it is all about relationships at the end of the day. It's about relationships and, and, and maybe the church relationships become more significant. Maybe it's a friendship family. And maybe when you want to stay that extra two weeks at the end, you have a family who say, here's a room. <laughs> so the relationships are key. And I think they can come back to really a source of encouragement and maybe room and board as well. Yeah. A benefit. Yeah. So as we consider, uh, studying abroad, I wondered if you had any good books that you might recommend, uh, for somebody who's either thinking about studying abroad or, uh, yeah, any, in any capacity, what's yeah. a good text that I should read? Well, for me, and I think, I don't know what you'll think about this one, but for me, it's The Art of Travel. It's a book, it's a classic. It's been out several decades by Alan Dupoton. Yes. Um, that, that, as an experienced traveler, mm -hmm. that turned me on to travel. That helped me be a better traveler. Um, I began to slow down and really take a look at people and the culture and their hearts um, than, than before I read the book. So I would say that's one book that uh, I would rec I could easily recommend. Some of yeah, the, I'm familiar with that book. I, I yeah. enjoy it too. I, I like uh, some of the specific aspects on it. For instance, he talks about when you go to a museum and you have a, the desire to walk away with something from the museum. That's why yeah. we end up buying something in the story, right. you know? And so to, to think about what it is that you are taking back with you it's one of the things, one of my takeaways from that book too, is just to be conscious yeah. of these souvenirs, yep. uh, I guess is the, maybe the, the simple way of, of putting it, but you know, yeah. uh, it, it can be anything, but what is it, what is it that you want to possess physically right. from your right. trip? I think it's And, and it's, it's so easy for us as travelers to go in and get all the pictures mm -hmm. and all the significant landmarks, but he goes into about being present, not yeah. being present just physically, but be present emotionally, being present mentally, being present spiritually, mm. looking for God in all of these things. And I think that that attitude just enriches the experience for, for anyone on, on a study abroad program. That's great. I'm going to cheat and recommend two books. Okay. <laughs> One is a novel by Hemingway called A Movable Feast. Mm -hmm. And I, specific to study abroad, maybe not. He, this is his memoir. He's when he was in Paris, and he is um, he's trying. He's kind of a penniless author. He's trying to make it work, and and yeah. he's got some great stories of him, uh, yeah, navigating Paris and having dinner in different places. And uh, he meets uh, Fitzgerald. He, I, I want to say it's been a while since I read it, but I want to say he also meets Sarch. Sartre, Jean-Paul Sartre, sorry, how do you say it? Uh, and I think it, it can be a good novel to, to navigate or to prepare for the ups and downs mm -hmm. of a study abroad experience, the mm -hmm. happiness and the sadness. Yep. 
so that's one one I would recommend. And then the other one, I guess I'm going to cheat. I'm going to recommend two. The other one uh, is... It doesn't surprise me you're going to cheat. <laughs> Being a Barcelona fan yes. and all that. You know? Oh, let's talk about Liverpool. Not Never cheating. walk alone. <laughs> um, I, I'll recommend Don DeGraff. He's got a great book called yeah. There and Back. And that's a it's a little bit more kind of a textbook, maybe along the lines of an of the art of travel, but it's got great advice on how to prepare for study abroad, how to how to navigate the experience. But more importantly, going back to what we talked about earlier, he's got a great chapter on re-entry. Like mm-hmm. what what can you how can you prepare for that re-entry piece? Yeah. Uh, yep. So those those are the I guess you get three books today. Yep. You got the three Art of books. Travel, A Movable Feast, and you got uh, There and Back by Don DeGraff. All right, well, now it's time to drop a pin on the globe. You ready for this? I'm ready. The idea is that I'm going to spin the globe. We're going to stop somewhere, and then we're going to talk about the spot. Let's see, let's see where we land. Well, look at that. Spain. Let's talk about look Spain. Have that. you been to Spain? I have been to Spain. What do you what do you think about Spain? I love Spain. It's a place for most most people in Ireland would go for the summer holidays. Yes. Would be to Spain. Yes. Beautiful weather. Amazing food. Yes. Yeah. Where in Spain did you Madrid? Did you Madrid, okay. Um at Costa del Sol, okay. and I don't know where Costa del Sol is, but some of my best memories of Spain were in Costa del Sol. Nice, that's on the beach. It's on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is cheating for me because this is where I grew up. So this is a, right. this was not planned, uh, uh, but yeah, I of course I have a special place in my heart for Spain. I agree. I would agree with you. Amazing food, amazing weather. Um, what amazing else would beaches. you add since you grew up there? What would you add that I yeah. don't know? Maybe. I, I would add that it's not it's not frequently talked about, uh, but a place that people should go to is the northern part of Spain, mm-hmm. the northern coast, Galicia, yeah. Asturias, Cantabria. Mm-hmm. When people think of Spain, they think of Barcelona, yeah. which has the best soccer team in the world, as we all know. Uh, and they talk about the southern part of Spain, Sevilla, yeah. Granada. But on the northern coast, you get uh, more rugged terrain. It's very green, mm-hmm. mountainous, yep. incredible food. Plus, it's way cheaper. Uh, Up there, it is. Yeah, because right? it's not as touristy. But there are things so, about Spain, the history of Spain, that maybe the majority of us don't know. Yeah, The Spanish Armada, the, the, yeah. the Spanish Navy at one time was the rivaled, rivaled the British Navy. Yes, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. What a, what a novel. Greatest novel ever written. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Plus their football. Best soccer team in the world. World. Barcelona. Barcelona. (laughs) Yeah, this has been a great conversation. It's been great chatting about study abroad, encouraging students to study abroad in spite of the the potential negative experiences that they might have. It's still such a a significant experience. And always remember to uh, be adventurous, try things, talk to people, and be safe sometimes. This video podcast is a production of George Fox Digital. To find more material like this, you can subscribe to George Fox Talks on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Our team really appreciates your feedback in the form of likes, comments, and reviews, and we'd really love to hear what you think. To sign up for our weekly email list and to keep up to date with the latest episodes and publications, you can check us out on the web at georgefox.edu talks. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.